Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. commitments every year and I think the decommitment game is probably higher now than it was five six years ago ten years ago it happens you know it's one of those things when you know if you look back over the past five six years when Urban Meyer was able to flip somebody you know that's cause for celebration and it's almost expected but boy when it happens to you it's not so much fun it has happened to Ohio State though you know, you look at Brenton Cox. I mean, he was fully committed, and then he was gone, you know. So it does happen. It happens to Alabama, you know. So it, it's just kind of part of recruiting in the year 2019. That one hurt. I mean, they thought they had him. They loved him. They need him. You know, everything, boy, that was such a, a perfect match, you know, for Ohio State. And But, hey, you know, this class is – pretty much been a walk in the park for Ryan Day. I mean, you know, you got 22 commitments already. Before They had 22 before August 1st. That's unusual. And these guys, I think the 22 they have are all solid. I don't think there's anybody there close to wavering. And it was pretty much, you know, they're grabbing who they want. We want you. We want you. We'll take you. But that's usually not the way it goes, Dave. A class usually doesn't go that way. You know, it's almost like a season where, you know, Clemson can win the national title last year, but you don't just win every game 45 nothing. okay? They were in trouble game last year, you know, when Kelly Bryant left, Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. There's always blips in the road, whether it's a recruiting class or your season. So this is a blip. It's a big one. There's no comparison between the loss of Bijan Robinson to Jalen Knighton. They feel they can get a Jalen Knighton similar to him. He was their number one all-purpose back. They think they can get another one like him. There's not another B. John Robinson out. They would have taken B. John Robinson over any kid in the country. You know, if it was a draft and they had the first pick of running backs, they would have taken B. John. So they, those guys don't grow on trees. It's a it's a loss. Everybody faces them, and you you get back up, you dust your pants off, and you go to work. And obviously they're they're. 
you know, doing everything they can to fill out this class with two more running backs, at least one running back, one all-purpose back, however you want to look at it. Just uh, where do they go now? Where where does running back recruiting stand right now for the Buckeyes? Well, you look at a guy like Kevontre Bradford out of Texas, you know, they're kicking the tires there. He's not Bijan. He's pretty good, though. Then you've got E.J. Smith, uh, Emma Smith's kid. He's kind of lurking in there. Local guy, Michael Drennan. I think uh, things have been ramped up there. So, you know, you, you, I don't think the need is to fill the, the two running back spots, you know, by August 10th. I don't think that's the goal here. I think the goal is to get two, definitely get one, but get the best you can get, you know, before fe- December or February, not necessarily get the best you can get this week. So I think they're going to be very thorough in what they do, and I think they're going to be calculated. And like I say, it may not happen here in the next, you know, few weeks. So, you know, we'll go from there. Those are the names to look at. There probably will be others. Where are you at with Tony Alford as a recruiter? Like, I I really like him a lot, and I was, like say, he's a great recruiter, but I know people are down on him. You're you're as close to it as anybody, Bank. Uh, Where are you at with Tony Alford as a recruiter? Uh, his track record is amazing, what he's done. But this is a business where it's, what have you done today? And, you know, his today, this this hurts. I mean, this hurts his reputation. This hurts, you know, it hurts Ohio State. His job is to go out and get players. And at this point, nobody cares what he did five years ago. It's just not that type of business. I like him. I mean, I like him mainly because of his track record. But, you know, last year was not super successful. This is a tough one here, you know, but, you know, I hate to judge someone on in August, you know, right. recruiting. Let's see. You know, this is probably a conversation to have in February. But yeah. he's got eyes on him right now. Tony Alford has eyes on him right now where, you know, maybe six months ago, eight months ago, the eyes were on Greg's to draw. There's no doubt. So this is just that type of business, man. It, it's a production business. And and these guys know that. They know that. Tony Alford knows it as well as anyone. So I think he's got eyes on him right now, and I think he deserves to have some eyes on him right now. It's Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? As you said, no doubt. Um, it's that type of business. No. Yes, sir. Same thing as co- I mean, coaching in general. You could have a great season five years ago, and all of a sudden you you, you know, fall off the tracks for a couple of years. You're going to be out of a job. Um, so hopefully uh, Tony Alford and the staff finish strong. I uh I'm confident he will. I'm confident he will. Um, all right, let's switch gears and look at the current team. Um, Justin Fields, it's only three days into practice. You know, we got a chance to talk to Mike Yurcich and the quarterbacks yesterday. Um, they're not saying much. You know, they're still – the company line from the coaches is still – it's a competition between Justin Fields and Gunnar Hoke. We all know Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, not necessarily what's happened during camp so far, but just what do you expect from Justin Fields this season, Bank? I think he's going to be really good. I expect him to be really good. Um, I think it's unfair to expect him to step in and be Dwayne Haskins. I I think that is unfair. I don't think he's that type of player. And so what I'm expecting him to be is, you know, not throw it as well as Dwayne Haskins and be a better JT Barrett than JT Barrett was, with far more emphasis on him being a thrower. But I think Justin is going to be able to pull that ball down and go this year where we just didn't see that with Haskins last year. And that was fine. You know, um, 
we've seen very successful quarterbacks that don't run at all. You know, that's not a prerequisite. But I think Justin has a combination. I think he's a true dual threat with an emphasis on being able to throw the football. So I'm expecting him to be really good. I'm expecting him to be dynamic and exciting, and I'm expecting to see some, you know, maybe some Braxton Miller-type plays where when things would break down and Braxton would just turn it into a video game. I'm expecting to see a lot of that out of Justin Fields. It's going to be exciting. Um, looking at the offensive line, when we were out there um, on kind of all the days running together now, it was on Friday. The first day of camp was Friday, and we got to see like the first 30 minutes or so. Tomorrow we'll get to see all of practice. We'll be able to answer a lot of questions tomorrow. But when we were out there Friday, Bank, um, Brandon Bowen was actually running with the second team on the O-line, almost like a super sub. Now, things could have changed. When we left, he could have been running with the first team the entire time. Who knows? But um, Nicholas Pettiferrer was out there with the first team at right tackle. I think that's a good sign when you have the former number one offensive tackle recruit in the country entering his second year. He needs to be playing entering his second year if he's the number one tackle in the country. Um, so I just want you to speak on that if you think uh, Pettiferrer is going to hold down that right tackle job. And if you think Brandon Bowen's going to be kind of like a super sub, he can come in at right tackle, he can come in at right guard for Wyatt Davis. Just how do you see that shaking out and just you know, your thoughts on NPF in particular? Yeah, with Pettit Frere, I mean, the talent is definitely there. And I think his development has been slow. And people talk about, you know, he's not big enough. Well, it's not like the guy's 220 pounds. I mean, he's big enough. He hasn't been good enough to get on the field. So, but he's one of those guys, the talent is so immense that I think he would be, like, on the offensive side, comparable to what you're going to see out of Zach Harrison this year, where there may be frustration with Zach. Give him time. I mean, and this is the offensive line develops the slowest. So give Nicholas Pettit for a time. I think, I don't think he has to be a starter this year, has to be a player this year, or else it's, you know, he's a bust. I don't look at it that way. It would be great if he could get on the field this year because he is supremely talented. He has more natural talent than the other guys. But if he's not close to fulfilling his potential, you can't put him out there. With Bowen, I haven't seen a lot out of Brandon Bowen since he walked off the field a couple of years ago with that injury. At the time, I thought he was one of their best linemen, and I thought he was just getting better week after week after week. We haven't seen a lot out of him. Is he going to be that player again? If, if, if he can be the player he was the day he got hurt, he's going to start. Somebody's going to be sitting. Now, is, is he struggling to get back to that area? We don't know. We're going to see. Look, they they have to run the football this year, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Haskins erased a lot of mistakes last year, and he covered up a lot of sins. But if you look at, like, the goal at Ohio State is to win a national title. That's And, and that's what the fans want. That's what they – and that's what I look at. When I – you ask me a question, my answer is always in not beating Northwestern, but in beating Clemson, beating Alabama. How does that, how does that answer – come about beating Clemson last year I mean everybody thinks of Clemson last year Trevor Lawrence thrown to, to those great receivers hey they ran the ball six and a half yards per carry okay one of the best rushing if not the best rushing attack in America last year okay so I don't want to hear that well you don't have to run the ball Clemson couldn't run it no Clemson ran it as well as anybody last year because they had a dominant O-line they were able to run it down people's throats and they're able to protect their freshman quarterback Ohio State last year ran at 4.2, okay? That's a huge drop-off from 6.5. So, and now you're not going to have Haskins this year to bail you out with that magic arm thrown to all that speed on the outside, those NFL guys. 
they have got to run the ball this year. So what I would do, I'm going to play my five best run blockers. They have to be able to get that rushing average up over five yards to carry this year. So that would be my focus on offense, would be to run the daggone football, be more physical, and that's that's where they got to go. Then it, Justin Fields is not going to be able to erase the mistakes that Haskins did last year. It's not going to happen in the passing game like it did last year. They're going to have to run the football, and that's my bottom line with the O-line. And last thing before I let you go, it leads it right into my next question. So J.K. Dobbins likely going to lead the team in rushing. He will if he stays healthy. Justin Fields will be second on the team in rushing if he stays healthy. Um, who do you think will be third? Who will be like uh, the main backup running back? You think it'll be Master Teague? You think it'll be Demari McCall, one of the true freshmen? I really think just because you know his clock is ticking and it's about to the end, it's time for Demario McCall to be who we all know he can be. Demario McCall can be a Curtis Samuel type player where, you know, you get the ball, you run it 10 times a game. They throw it to you six, seven times a game. He should be more of a factor. And it's nobody's fault but his that he is, you know, he's got to stop making mistakes and doing things wrong. And it's time to start doing things right. And, and I just believe in that guy because I know the talent he has. He's strong. He's fast. He can make people miss. He is a dynamic, dynamic athlete, and he's perfect for this offense to catch it out of the backfield, to spell Dobbins running the ball, you know, put him in the return game. I, I think, you know, he needs to use more, but he needs to be accountable and prove to them that he can be trusted to be used more. So when I say he needs to get the ball more, I'm not criticizing the coaching staff at all for what's gone on in the past. I'm criticizing the kids. He has to get it right this year. And if he does, I mean, I think he's an impact player for Ohio State, and I think he plays in the NFL. I love it. Great stuff from Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate it, Bank, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try that Buckeye swag, best day band in the land. weaponization of rap lyrics in the criminal justice system in the new documentary as we speak rap music on trial now streaming exclusively on paramount plus head to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply